The following is a Spirit Street production. You've discovered your link to the Power Cap Podcast, presented by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. It's the Power Cap Podcast. And now, let's go to the Spirit Street Studios. Here's your host, Go Power Cat publisher, Tim Fitzgerald. Welcome to another edition of the Power Cat Podcast. I am your host, Tim Fitzgerald, all alone today with all the assistant coaches other than coordinators. Well, they're not actually here. Today's podcast will feature a bunch of sound as we um, go through interviews from Media Day on Friday. Should have done this earlier, maybe, but... Here we are as we experiment with a brand new format of the podcast in which we will offer sound on Tuesdays with uh, all the people that we interview at the weekly media day. So we haven't got a fancy name for this, but we are sponsored by the Fridge Wholesale Liquor. Get into the fridge. Go see Kevin and the gang at the corner of Westport and Claflin right there. It's across from a Mexican place with a bell in the name The best selection of liquor and your essentials for your party right there at the fridge. Well, Friday was media day. It was a little bit different than past media days under Coach Bill Snyder because it was a little more relaxed, less formatted. Well, it was formatted, less hectic maybe uh, in the fact that we uh, weren't under pressure to do this, this, and this in the middle of everything else going on. Uh, They gave us assistant coaches for a half hour while they shot photos of players on the field, and then they flip-flopped and gave us players for about 45 minutes while assistant coaches and the rest of the photo shoots got wrapped up. Coach Snyder would always have this right as camp opened. Coach Kleiman waited one week, and that was kind of nice because when you spoke to coaches, they actually had seen their players on the field, and they knew how their summers went. The format for today is we're going to do offense here in the first half of this podcast. Uh, Part one will have uh, sound from the four position coaches that aren't coordinators. We will get coordinators later in spring practice and with only a half hour to talk to coaches, eight guys in 30 minutes added up to about less than four minutes a person. So really about three minutes a person by the time you got rolling and got your turn to talk to people. Some of these are longer than others. Some of these are uh, cleaner than others. And what I mean is it was a windy day and sometimes the mic picked up a little bit of that and that causes some weird things with your audio. It kind of covers up the voice. But here we go. We start off with the running back position and coach Brian Anderson. And he went from no players, almost literally, to a bunch of players in a very short period of time, including two transfer seniors, uh, Jordan Brown from North Carolina, who all accounts are that he's doing very, very well in practice. And as soon as he picks things up, he will probably be a very prominent player for Kansas State. Might be the starter. We don't know. James Gilbert from Ball State comes in with the most experience of any of the running backs. He was on watch list. He got a lot of carries at Ball State. He knows how to play college football, even if it was at a lower level. And James Gilbert is a possible starting running back, 
probably for that first game with all that experience. And, of course, then there's Harry Trotter, a Louisville transfer that was in the program a year ago. He's from Atchison, so he's a Kansas kid. He came home to walk back on to Kansas State after one season at Louisville and now sat out under Bill Snyder and is flourishing in this new uh, Chris Kleiman, Courtney Messingham system. Those are the three main guys. There are you know, some other guys in, in the mix, so to speak, including Tyler Burns, who rejoined the program but has to get his footing back under him, and four freshmen, really promising freshmen that Coach Brian Anderson has inherited at the running back spot. Enough of me. Here is Coach Brian Anderson. Let's go through the experienced guys, quote-unquote, uh, starting with uh, Gilbert. What's he bring to the table for you? Well, James was here in the spring, so as far as the knowledge and then, you know, him playing in college games, you know, he's he's showing those guys how to practice and, and what it's all about. So, you know, and I'll just skip over to Jordan. Jordan, the same way. When you have guys who've played in college and been in these college practices before, you know, the younger guys can watch them and watch them how they practice. So that's the biggest thing. Are they a little bit different running backs in terms of their skill sets? Very, very similar. Very, very similar. Uh, both come from more of a one-back offense. Uh, so now, but James more two. I should say James was more of a two-back offense at Ball State, and Jordan being a more one-back offense. But uh, very similar as far as statue. Uh, probably Jordan's been used more in the passing game uh, than James was at Ball State. Uh, so you know, he, Jordan's caught a lot more balls in his career so far. But uh, very complimentary backs. Uh, uh, they've done a great job, and and the thing about Jordan, he's come in. He got here in July, and he's jumped right in and uh, with those guys, and he's learned the offense pretty fast. So, you know, having his experience, because at the end of the day, football's football. Now it's just getting the language right, yeah. and and then and then our philosophy of what we do and how we teach things. And then Harry Trotter's a guy that moved on to scholarship, kind of earned his way there. Uh, he's a little bit different, isn't he, in terms of his skills? Yes, I mean Harry's he's a jack of all trades. He can do a little bit of everything and uh, you need a guy like that uh, that can help the room in different ways and, and he's, he catches the ball well he's great in pass pro knows what is going on and uh, so uh, we're looking forward to him you know getting him out there and see what he can do also and then you get all these young guys running around some may not end up being running backs but they're all in your group right now and uh, what do you think of that group very 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 talented uh, I, I get happy and get a smile on my face and when I get an opportunity to, to uh, get out there and coach these guys and, and uh, there's a lot of upside there and long, as long as they put in the time off the field continue to work and learn and watch film they're going to be just fine. That's Coach Brian Anderson, Kansas State's new running backs coach, as he talks about his fleet of running backs. And as I've written on Go Powercat and said on the previous podcast, they don't know exactly who's going to do what yet. It's too early in spring practice or, excuse me, fall practice to understand that. But they will sort it out. They have all the parts. They just need to put everything together. Now on to another very prominent position, (laughs) quarterbacks. Colin Klein is a lone holdover from the previous staff under Bill Snyder, and for good reason. He was an All-Big 12 uh, Heisman Trophy finalist quarterback for the Wildcats and one heck of a nice guy. And we talked to Colin, starting off with, of course, Skyler will be the starter. We didn't need to know much about him. Here we go with Colin. 
I can guess your starter, uh, but can you evaluate the rest, <laughs> rest of the guys at that position? Yeah, uh, start with Nick Ost. Um, you know, I've been really impressed. All right, I mean, he is he has worked his butt off through the spring, through the summer, and uh, you know, really improved his game. I mean, we talked about how he had a little bit of a wind up and a long release, and you know, all through last fall, and a little bit through the spring, and, and the ball's coming out of his hand quicker. Um, he's up there in the film room. Every, he was up there every single night after practice last football season. And, and he was not in the three deep last football season of, you know, probably uh, getting in the game. And, but he was up there every night. And, uh, you know, the work that, that he's put in is, has been impressive. Um, it's shown on his play and how fast he's playing and, and his level of confidence on the field and decision making. So, um, you know, long way to go, but has come a long way and, and has really gotten himself there with his work ethic which has been awesome to watch. Um, John Holcomb, uh, as you guys know, and has been well documented in the media, is, is, a, is a freak athlete, you know, has, has a lot of physical tools. Um, you know, I've, I've, been, I've been really happy with, again, you know, he's, uh, uh, he's working harder. You know, I think he's having to learn. Uh, he's learning how the level of work it takes and the level of preparation it takes to play quarterback at this level and, uh, and in this offense. So, uh, you know, he's growing in, in that facet. Um, you know, I think uh, uh, really uh, he, he's very raw quarterback-wise and fundamentally, um, you know, but uh, again, footwork and uh, allowing his feet and eyes to, to keep up with one another and to keep up with his mind as he's, he's playing the game is, uh, is something we're working on, but uh, but doing a nice job and definitely in the mix. Um, uh, two, guy, two young guys, you know, uh, uh, Jaron Lewis and uh, uh, Chris Heron obviously just got here. Uh, Jaron in the in the winter and then Chris here in the summer and uh, both have worked extremely hard. Um, you know they, they got they got a ways to go. It's just understanding the game's really fast for them right now. Uh, still trying to put the pieces together of exactly who's doing what and, and who's where. But um, you know Jaron's got great arm talent, very savvy football player. Chris has got elite athleticism and uh, you know they use their strengths well. So. Uh, Working on all those guys, trying to get them ready to go. That was Colin Klein, quarterback coach for the Wildcats. Always good to talk to Colin. One of the nicest guys you will ever meet in the world. Another nice guy, Jason Ray, the new receivers coach. You know, there's a lot of doubt about Kansas State receivers, and why not? Isaiah Zuber transferred for his senior season, going to Mississippi State, so K-State fans will still see him. Uh, and, of course, the Hunter Ryzen situation in which he's no longer with the program. Those were two really big parts. Nobody can disagree with that. They were probably going to be significant players for Kansas State this fall. Jobs have now opened up, and younger guys will move in, starting with Malik Knowles, who appears to be on the cusp of becoming the go-to guy, a big physical receiver. But we talked about his receiver position, how it boils down. Do they have the parts? And D. Scott Fritchin starts us off with some questions about Malik Knowles. Can you see evidence that last year benefited him, his ability to play in four games? I think so. I think anytime a young player gets a chance to play, you know, four games at this level, you're going to have a chance to, to be able to evaluate and then come back in the summer and feel comfortable and confident in your ability. So, you know, and you see him, he made some plays. And so hopefully, you know, that gives you confidence as a younger player. Uh, and, and then knowing that, you know, I still have my fresh shirt year. Uh, now I, can, I got four games under my belt. Now I should be able to come back and feel confident during 
camp, and I think that's what he's doing right now. In Big 12 media day, uh, Skyler mentioned to me that um, Malik would have the opportunity to be the number one guy if he took advantage of that opportunity. Is that a pretty accurate statement right now? I think so, yeah. If, if, if he takes advantage of all the opportunities, whether it be targets, point of attack uh, plays in the run game, and shows up, because we evaluate every rep, and so if he's able to continue to learn the offense, learn the scheme, and play and play fast and, and catch the ball consistently, you know he's going to have he's going to have a chance to be a really good player for us. Some of those other guys back there. Well, you got Dalton Schoen, proven commodity. Mm-hmm. I, I assume he's just as consistent as ever. He is consistent. Dalton's consistent. Uh, working with him, just finishing uh, plays. You know, and that stuff like if you catch a football or you have to go down to catch a football and your knee touches the ground, we teach our guys to finish uh, regardless. Uh, obviously, they'd be down in the game, but he's he's a kid that is very consistent. You can rely on him. He's intelligent. He's good in the film room. And it's just a matter of him just continually get better and, and, and to be that consistent player that we expect him to be. Mike and Gill had a great spring. Has he built off of that? He has. I think he had a strong summer. Um, it wasn't perfect. I, th- I think those guys work together uh, as a unit, and as a receiver unit. And, and Joaquin's trying to step into a leadership role. Uh, you know, and, and a guy that had a good spring, uh, you know, capitalize on that, have a good summer, and then start becoming more of a leader, you know, vocally uh, and things like that. And so the success he had in, in spring, I think he, he needs to continue to carry that over into camp. And, and I think he's done that. He's playing fast. Um, you know, he's doing some things that you, you see from a practice habit that, that you want as far as uh, finishing plays, uh, you know, running to, running to, to block people uh, and, and doing some things like that that we expect him to do from a practice habit standpoint. And a guy like Sebastian Taylor, he looks the part, mm-hmm. no doubt about it. Is he ready to kind of fulfill that part? I hope so. <laughs> I mean, he looks the part and things like that. And, you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to put a lot on him and just really all those guys in the room, but in particular with Sebastian, you know, he has all the natural attributes you want at that position. Now it's just a matter of him just taking the bull by the horns and, and rolling with it and, and being very and being confident. And that's one thing we're working on, just his confidence, just day in and day out, you know, not getting down on himself, you know, if it's a bad play or, or you know, he, he doesn't make a catch and things like that because he has all the ability that you, you'd want. Now it's just, hey, go play the game and let's go. Uh, coach kind of made a stir at Big 12 Media Days by talking about Josh Youngblood. Is he in a position to play soon? And are there any other young guys that might be in that spot? Uh, at the receiver position, you know, in particular with Josh, you know, we got two young guys that are true freshmen, um, you know, between him and Keenan Garber, you know, being the young guys. And, you know, we bounce them back with our double reps and we put them in, in you know, sometimes positions where, hey, go get a couple reps and, you know, Skyler may be, you know, running, running the huddle at that point. So uh, it's not added pressure, but it's an opportunity for a young freshman to be up with the ones and to, and to try to show show what he can do and not kind of not kind of fall back, you know, and not and, and not be nervous and things like that. So we put them in competitive situations where they'll get evaluated and see if they can do a two minute drill uh, and things like that. So with Josh, it's just a matter of him just continuing to learn. I mean, they're freshmen, you know, true freshmen. Both those guys just showed up this summer, had decent summers, and so there's still a lot of development for them mentally and physically. Um, physically, Josh is probably you know more developed, you know, out of a lot of the freshmen uh, on the team. But uh, I think that he'll have a chance if he continues to learn and, and play fast and get comfortable with what we're doing. So, but I'm pleased with both those kids because they got really good skill sets. That is Jason Ray, new receiver coach for Kansas State. A lot of parts there, like running back, got to sort it all out. A little more experience at that position than running back, but the receivers, I'm confident, will become uh, not a weakness for this team. And if Malik Knowles can break free and into a playmaker, 
boy, Kansas State is sitting pretty with a redshirt freshman that can do an awful lot of things. One more offensive coach to talk with today. Uh, this one is always a favorite. I love talking to Connor Riley. Uh, he's just a, he's a football coach, and if you ask me what guy on the staff is destined to be a head coach sooner rather than later, and I will say Connor Riley over either coordinator. That's how much I believe in him. I start this discussion about the offensive line with a question or two about Noah Johnson because I'm intrigued by this kid who played at Butler County Community College a couple years ago, now has walked on to Kansas State post-Snyder. He started preparing to walk on to the football program last fall when he began to work out on his own as a student at Kansas State at the Rec and uh, put all of his weight back on going from, what, 230 all the way back up to uh, playing weight. He's a big kid, but not very tall. And as even as a walk-on and a junior in this program, Noah Johnson's going to see some playing time. He will be in the rotation. But let's let Connor Riley talk about it. Noah Johnson, how's he? Has he moved into a really good role for you guys? And Noah Johnson is going to play on Saturdays <laughs> this upcoming season. There's no doubt in my mind. Now, whether that's going to be at center, whether that's going to be at guard, he's going to have his role. The way that he works, the way he approaches the game, is the way that it should be done. And I couldn't sing his praises enough. Are there limitations that he has? Yes, he's aware of those limitations. Um, you know, he's not the longest guy in the world, but he. He is physical. He communicates extremely well. He wants to continue to learn, and you will see him on uh, Saturday afternoons. How pleasant a surprise was he? He kind of walks on in the spring, and boom, he got a player. An extremely, extremely huge. Uh, uh, because right when he came in, one of the things um, that I was very concerned with in, in evaluating the roster as much as we did was that that second center. And um, you know, I continue to tell these guys, you're one player away from being a guy so our preparation I'm sorry about that our preparations need to be as such that you're, you're going to be the guy going out there and he's giving such a um, a good peace of mind that uh, uh, I'm confident that if he had to go in there and start at center um, we'd be just fine you've got a lot of experience around him but you're probably really concerned about developing those backups that are one snap away from being on the the field and for the future. Yes, and that's one of the things I actually discussed with the guys yesterday. And and you look at there's an open competition all across the board, but probably heaviest right now at left guard between um, Josh Rivas and Evan Curl. And our our challenge as a staff is going to be finding and Coach Kleiman has talked about it, finding that seventh, eighth, ninth offensive line, but also continuing to push the program forward. I am not, and you guys will see this. I am not going to be afraid to play seven, eight, nine offensive linemen. People will say, well, why? You know, what is the deal? You need the cohesiveness. Yes, I agree with that. If a young man works hard enough and prepares the right way and deserves to play, he's going to play. If a young man can can uh, bring value to the team by getting out on the football field, he is going to play. And I told him this as well. We are going to continue to move this program forward. And the only way we're going to do that is by challenging young people to get out there and do it on Saturday afternoon throwing them in that fire. So when somebody, when we can, when they earn our trust and they show that they have the ability to do it, then they're going to play on Saturdays. And that's that's where our challenge is right now. And we are not at that number yet. All business from Connor Riley. 
next time I talk to him, I will not do it in front of a bunch of uh, football players that are sitting around with time to kill. Got a little background noise in that one, and I apologize. But that's the four offensive coaches that we spoke with at Media Day. And, of course, we did not get Courtney Messingham. We will have Courtney Messingham available to the media on Thursday as all our media opportunities are two a week. This afternoon, we are going to go back and talk to these same offensive coaches about more stuff. Uh, I don't know how much sound we'll provide on the podcast for that, but certainly there'll be plenty of information at GoPowerCat.com. If you're not a subscriber, I'm encouraging you to do so. There is so much VIP content, and I don't talk enough about our message boards. They're calm and rational. People can have discussions. People can have disputes. People can have alternative ideas. People can discuss these things and not be constantly attacked. We're really proud of the new Wabash Station, but we need more community. We need more members. We need more active members, and we're always wanting you uh, it's, uh, to join us in that discussion and uh, be part of a really fun discussion because you're not constantly at odds with your fellow K-State fans. Being a fellow K-State fan should never mean you get attacked uh, by another K-State fan for simply having a disagreement, and it's a very respectful place. I really like the new Wabash Station. Join at Go Cat right now. The rest of Tuesday, as if you're listening to this right now, we do have a three months free with the purchase of one month, so it's basically four for the price of one month, uh, and that will take you through football season, and that will give you access to our power chats. Eric Stone Street is live on the site. Chris Kleiman was last week. Next week is Joe Hall, former K-State running back and now a member of this coaching staff and a very fascinating life story. And then we wrap up season 1.1 with Skylar Thompson. 1.2 will arrive October, November, uh, leading up to basketball season as we'll have more of a basketball theme to the podcast. We're going to do four mini seasons a year. Then we'll, after the new year, we'll have another one pretty quickly as we talk, you know, all things in there. Uh, and we really, that third season is going to be really fun to drop a bunch of information in and get some kind of off-the-wall guests, maybe. And then at 1.4, we'll get back into football, back into wrap-up of the year later in next spring. The Power Chat, exclusively at GoPowerCat.com, and you have to be a member to watch it. One-hour sit-down interviews with the people that know K-State, love K-State, players, coaches, administrators, even celebrities like Eric Stone Street uh, in Tuesday's edition, the second half of that pod, uh, Power Chat. He talks about his love of K-State and love of sports. It's really good stuff from Stoney, and I, I think our uh, people are enjoying it an awful lot. Get to know everyone a whole lot better than you ever did by becoming a member at Go Power Cat, and you get so much access. My staff cranks out full-throttle VIP coverage, not just a bunch of Q&As. We actually provide journalism we write stories and uh we give you context it's it's awfully fun to cover this k-state program right now and you can benefit it the most more information than ever and if you haven't been behind the paywall perfect time to do it give us a try four for one on tuesday and then after tuesday starting wednesday uh tuesday midnight essentially our 30% off annual subscriptions will kick back in. Two great deals. You can't beat them. You get a discount uh, to join us. Give us a try, and I think you'll like it an awful lot. Life behind the paywall is an entirely different fan experience. That's the first half of this PowerCat podcast. We'll be back on the second half as we shift our attention to the defensive coaches. The PowerCat podcast continues shortly.
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Back to Fitz of the Power Camp Podcast, sponsored by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. Welcome back to the Power Camp Podcast, our all-new sound podcast in which we provide sound quotes from people we talk to. We're recapping media day today very quickly. We have gone through the offensive side of the football, and now we turn our attention to the defensive side of the football. But first, some business. If you're not subscribing to GoPowerCat.com, it's probably time you do. Go ahead, head over to the page, just gopowercat.com, and click that join button. Join the masses that are moving to gopowercat.com. It's an entirely different experience than maybe what you've seen in the past. It's certainly different than anyone else in the marketplace. Real journalists doing real journalism. I'm going to brag about us at an elite level that you're not going to find anywhere else. We do a lot of free content. If you don't want to subscribe, enjoy our free content, including our podcast. But if you want something totally different, if you want to go to a different level, check out what we do behind the paywall. It's a great time to do it today. Today, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, when I put this up, we're doing a four months for the price of one. Buy one month, get three free, get you through football season, 10 bucks, less than 10 bucks, football season. Boom. You're into all of our VIP content, including those power chats that we're so proud of. Chris Kleiman, Eric Stonetreet in the back pocket, upcoming Joe Hall and Skylar Thompson. If you're not a member of GoPowerCat.com, what are you doing with your life? Well, I tell you what I'm doing with my life. Uh, today, I got to stop in the fridge. Luckily, they're the sponsor of the podcast. I got a few things to buy. And when I need my vodka or bourbon, wine for my wife, don't want to talk about it. Uh, that's where I stop, the fridge. It's the best liquor store in town, certainly, and I haven't seen a better one in Kansas. It is huge, they are helpful, and they have an incredible selection and a knowledge base of their products that is unmatched. Get into the fridge, uh, go talk to everyone down there, and, and kind of uh, just just shop. You know, you don't have to go in and knowing what exactly what you want. Uh, they will certainly provide you uh, with all the help you need in deciding what you need. See? That's how a good store works, the fridge at the corner of this and that, if you know where it is. If you don't, look it up. I mean, you're not going to remember the address, so just use that Google map thing, and it'll take you right there. It's Costa Stadium. Make sure you stop in before every game, certainly that 6 o'clock game. Stop in. Get everything for your tailgate. Don't haul from home. Don't, don't cut into your own stash. Stop at the fridge right before the game and, and get your good stuff. 
Now we continue with this sound podcast as we talk to the defensive coaches. Once again, we did not talk to the coordinators or Coach Kleiman on our I didn't on media day. Uh, we will do that more in further podcasts. We talked to the four other position coaches on each side of the ball. We just did the offense, so that leaves us what the defense. And we start with Joe Klanderman, an all business kind of guy, coaches Kansas State safeties, uh, and he's uh, got a couple pretty good safeties in a senior and Denzel Goulds and a freshman, a redshirt freshman now because he got his redshirt back thanks to only playing four games or less, and and that would be Wayne Jones, and he is really, really good. Beyond that, I'm a little confused, but it's not as bad as I initially thought, according to Coach Klanderman. You got a really good safety in Denzel and a young guy that's really promising, and then you got a bunch of unknowns behind them, don't you? you know, we got a, actually, we've got a little bit more depth than probably we thought at, at the time. You know, Jonathan Alexander's come along and, and done a very good job for us. Ross Elder's doing a very good job for us. Um, you know, we've got kind of an interesting mix going on right now at, at Nickel. We've tried about everybody on the roster at that position. You know, right now we're working with uh, John Durham in there. We're working uh, J-Mac in there a little bit. And so there's there's a lot of – we're going to get our best 11 on on the field, bottom line, however it has to be. Uh, Walter Neal doesn't fall into your position, but does he enable you to move him around to get that best 11 out there? Yeah, I think uh, Walt would certainly be one of the best 11. And right now we've got him working exclusively at corner and just trying to do what we can underneath. You know, obviously Walt's a good player in there, but he'd be a good player wherever he is. And I just think, you know, we can get 11 guys that can run around and, and uh, make plays, and I think we're doing that right now. Uh, going back to more of a traditional free and strong safety in this defense, I take it a little bit? Uh, they're interchangeable parts to to uh, a lot of degree. There's going to be some uh, safeties that are going to be in the run fit maybe a little bit more than others, and that comes natural to a guy like Wayne Jones. And it maybe doesn't come quite as natural to guys that uh, have been, you know, deep middle peddling guys their whole life. And and so, yeah, we're going to try to get guys in the best position, but they're, they're interchangeable parts by and large. And Denzel, though, being out there offers you, so to speak, a quarterback, doesn't he? He's just a real calming guy. You know, he's, he's been in the fight. He's been in the heat. And there's something to be said about that. Some of these other guys are very, very promising, but they haven't been in the heat yet. And so we're going to see how that all shakes out here in about a month. Let's go back to Jonathan Alexander. What has he done all of a sudden that he's broken broken loose and shown some stuff. Well, he's an unbelievable communicator, really understands what we're doing, very sharp, picks things up quickly. And when we got here, I mean, let's face it, it was a level playing field for everybody. So even a guy that had played a whole bunch like Denzel was learning the same amount as a guy that's brand new. And so that enabled John to get in there and get in the lineup quickly. And when he's been in the lineup, he's made flash plays. I mean, you notice him with his length, you notice him with his uh, suddenness, and, and that's, you know, it shows up day after day. He's just a really good football player. Joe Klanderman, the safeties coach for Kansas State. Good stuff from Coach Klanderman. Good to hear about Jonathan Alexander. They really need him to emerge uh, and really offer them depth. If you haven't seen Jonathan Alexander uh, in person, he looks the part. He looks like the real deal. Just hasn't quite caught on as quickly. Uh, and it's good to hear from Coach Klanderman that maybe he's settling in. They need to find a home for him, whether it's some linebacker, some nickel, some safety. Uh, the dude probably is a physical presence you want to get on the field. And he can run and, and hit. He just has to put it all together. Move on now to Van Malone, another uh, of everyone's favorites. Everyone loves Van Malone. He's a quote machine. We talked to him for about three minutes about his cornerback position. And, of course, it starts with A.J. Parker. And now they have Walter Neal there. And we'll see what else develops. But here is the always entertaining Van Malone. 
What do you see from your cornerback group right now? Well, I, um, of course, in my mind, we're early in camp. And uh, I know we're probably day or practice six or seven. But for me, it's been cool to watch these guys retain information from the spring, summer, and now come out in the fall camp and be able to uh, go out and act like, you know, this was two days from spring, you know. Uh, that's been exciting. It's also been exciting to integrate the young guys into the flow, you know, because of um, what the young, what the older guys did this summer in terms of accepting them, in terms of training them. That has made it a lot, made my job a lot easier in terms of orienting these guys into the system, uh, getting them to communicate, and uh, allowing them to go out and be as successful as they could early, like I said, early in camp. We still got a long way to go, but I'm excited about the communication, the effort, and then the willingness for all of those guys to be able to help the older guys, to be able to help the younger guys. How far has A.J. Parker come? He's kind of the, the I don't want to say feature guy, but the main guy back there now. What? How far has he advanced now in that role? Well, you know, when I came here, um, I'd heard a lot about A.J. not having the greatest of attitudes and being immature. I have not seen that, right? I have not seen that, and I let A.J. know that that's what I had heard, right? And so he has worked to eliminate that from his personality, from his game, to really mature. And I'm continuing to work for him to be a leader, not just in the cornerback room, because he is one of those guys, but in the, up to be a leader uh, in our, on our football team because he has had experience. And you just said he's a featured guy. Uh, he's one of the more talented guys in our secondary. But uh, I want him to be more of a vocal leader, more of a guy that the team can turn to uh, in critical situations because, especially in this league, the offense will try to attack you and they will try to see if you're a feature guy. And we would hope that he's going to make plays. So uh, we would just ask that he would be continue to grow and be a leader for us. Walter Neal, you have him right now full-time at corner. Right. How's he progressing at that spot? Oh, he's doing a great job. He is as well, one of the feature guys. And uh, we made the decision to, to move him there um, full-time because we just thought that that would give us an opportunity to have those two positions solidified. And uh, in this league, that helps, you know, the whole defense. So, so we're excited about Walt and the fact that Walt and A.J., two experienced guys, guys who have played around here a long time, um, that they're at those positions. Uh, we feel like we've taken a step in the right direction as a defense. Van Malone, defensive backs coach, excuse me, cornerbacks coach for Kansas State. Always good to talk to Van. He is entertaining, a fan favorite. If you don't follow him on Twitter, do. If you don't, if you're not on Twitter, maybe you should be. Follow Go Paracat, follow Life of Fitz, follow the entire staff. I'm not going to list them all. That's ridiculous. But find Van Malone and follow him. You can just get on Twitter. You don't have to tweet. Just follow the people you want to follow and see what they tweet. It's always fun. Mike Tuiasasopo. He was one of the outsiders on the staff. Really no connection to anyone else here. Uh, it's, it's interesting how he landed at Kansas State coming from UTEP where he was under Dana Demmel. Coach Kleiman wanted to find a defensive tackles coach, and he wanted to have a Polynesian connection, if possible. And Mike Tuiasasopo from the you know, rather famous family has been through a lot of action in the back Pac-12. He's from the West Coast. 
and he jumped at the chance to come to Kansas State, and he's been a good fit with his staff. And he's coaching a group that has three senior defensive tackles, so that's a good place to start. But, of course, if you're going to be the defensive tackles coach at Kansas State, that means you're going to have to build up a lot of depth there for the future because three seniors is great for one year, and then it's a mess for the next. Here is Mike Tuiasa-Sopo, the soft-spoken defensive tackles coach for Kansas State. You inherited some decent parts of defensive tackle, didn't you? Yeah. I mean, those guys are, you know, those three seniors, they better be. Yeah, those guys are really having a nice camp and they're working very, very hard. What, what other young players are kind of coming behind them? Well, you got to look at a kid, a young, well, look at uh, Jalen Pickle, Eli Huggins, uh, you know, Drew Riley's having a wonderful camp, you know, and count on a young man, that, you know, in time is going to be a really, really good player for us is Matthew Pullamal, you know, but those are young guys in the program that need, that are doing a nice job. They always, we all, we all need to get better and this, you know, we know that. With that depth and that senior experience, do you find yourself in an interesting mix? It's it's really good now, but man, you got to get these guys ready for even next season. Yeah, you always think about it. Yeah, you always think about that. You know, that's always in the back of your mind to make sure that you know you're, you know, from all the way from the drills and our development and you know and so on and so forth. But that's always in the back of your mind. You know. making sure that, you know, our guys, the guys are going to be available and ready to go for the years beyond here. So, no, I think about it all the time. It's Mike Tuyasasopo, Kansas State's defensive tackles coach. Let's stay along the line now. Buddy Wyatt is another one of my favorite guys. He spent a lot of time at Kansas. Don't hold that against him. But because of that, uh, he already knew who I was. Um, I guess that's a humble brag uh, because of the drive, my TV show. So Buddy and I hit it off immediately when we finally met. He is a veteran defensive coach, uh, and he's been around all over college football. So when Joe Bob Clements bolted for West Virginia, shocking many people, Chris Kleiman moved quickly and hired Coach Wyatt off of uh, Van Malone's recommendation. It's been a great hire for Kansas State, and of course, he inherits probably the best spot on the field for K-State and the fact that you've got Wyatt Hubert and Reggie Walker at defensive end, two guys that could be could be uh, all Big 12 type players. Here is Buddy Wyatt in a interview that was abused by the wind. I'm talking to the coaches out here, and some guys inherited problems. <laughs> you, on the other hand, inherited a really proven group of kids, and maybe maybe the best two defensive ends combined in the Big 12. What, what do you see in your group? I love my group. Uh, I, like you said, I got a group of guys that have a lot of experience. They have a lot of ability. You know, they work extremely hard. Uh, you know, I've been really pleased with their work ethic. Uh, they're smart guys. You know, uh, they want to be good. So, you know, I, I think I have uh, a, a solid group. A uh, uh, first and second group are really solid. Still have to bring some younger guys along. 
Uh, but I've been pleased with what I've seen so far this fall. And you didn't have Kyle Ball in the spring, and then you throw him into the mix, and he really brings something different to the table, doesn't he? He really does. He's, he's a very smart guy, solid. You know, I told him, I said, you know, it don't look like you're really playing fast and doing anything, but you look up and you've made a lot of plays. You've made a lot of had a lot of production, so it's good to have him back there. I think he brings um, a little bit of confidence and stability to the group as well. Uh, Bronson Massey, kind of kind of an unknown still at that position. He has flashes of brilliance, and then he seems to disappear for a while. What are you seeing from him? Well, Bronson, you know, he's missed some spring, you know, some practices in the spring. Um, but I think he's got a better grasp of the defense of what we're asking him to do. I have seen that part of it. Um, you know, he's just he has to be more consistent. He's got to have he, he's got to get a little more confidence. He's got to gain more confidence because um, he has a lot of ability and he's played a lot of football. So um, I think our biggest goal for Bronson is to become uh, more consistent. Wyatt Hubert and Reggie Walker, um, they both commented in the spring that they like the system because they're a little bit more free to operate. You have to stay in your gap, but you've got a little more ability to go out and make plays. Do you think they're going to be, quote, unquote, unleashed a little bit this season? Well, I think the system that, that we run defensively allows them to be um, you know, not just defensive ends, but they, they're more, they can be more used as outside linebacker kind of guys. Uh, so they got to have some outside linebacker skill set, the, the guys that we play at that position, and they have to be defensive ends because it's kind of our hybrid hybrid position. Uh, so I think that uh, they will be a little bit, just a little more productive, especially in the pass game, just because of uh, the system that we run, uh, and because they have they have ability. They, they're both uh, big, physical. Uh, athletic, so I, I, I'm, I think they'll have a good year. Between the time you arrived and and now, as we stand here in media day, have you noticed a physical difference in Wyatt Hubert? <laughs> I tell you what, he is a he was big and strong when I first got here. Um, I, now he is a beast. You know, he's he is really uh, he's lean. We we give him a hard time because he's gained some weight, but his percentage body fat has gone down. So he, he's just he's it's, it's been. Uh, uh, really a pleasant surprise to see him and the way he's maturing. That was Buddy Wyatt, defensive ends coach for Kansas State. And boy, the defensive ends could be really good in this new system. They better be. They're, this defense is going to rely heavily on that front four to be uh, disruptive to opposing offenses and try to prop up a, a less experienced, maybe less deep back end of the defense on that back seven. We'll see how it all plays out. It's early in fall practices, as you probably know, and there's a lot of information to come. As I mentioned later on Tuesday, uh, as I record this, there will be another access point to offensive coaches. We'll have Coach Messingham on Thursday. Next week, we'll have defensive coaches, and we will get Scotty Hazelton, the defensive coordinator, at that time. Those are the four position group coaches that aren't coordinators on either side of the ball. In this edition of a special PowerCat podcast sponsored by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. Stay tuned at GoPowerCat for more podcasts, video content, and of course, great VIP stories uh, and free content from our staff as we cover Kansas State like no one else. I'm Tim Fitzgerald, and we will talk to you later this week with our weekly PowerCat podcast. PowerCat podcast. All rights reserved. GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street Publishing.